a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Welcome to Always Hold On to Star Wars, because just what the internet needed, another podcast talking about Star Wars. I'm your host, just Chris these days, and I'm joined by Mr. Joey Deanberg. Hey, how's it going? We are pulling back the curtain a little bit here. We're riding solo. We're missing our our Jedi Master and partner, uh, Kevante. He is traveling for Grandmaster Zach Moore's wedding this weekend. So uh, he's unable to record with us today, but he sends his love. Congratulations, Zach. Yes. Congrats to Zach and Sarah. Uh, If you follow this podcast, I'm sure you know all about them. (laughs) All right. We're here talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi part three. And I think I speak from the both of us that I don't know that I've recovered from watching this yet. My first words were, holy. (laughs) Oh, it was it was a wild ride. That was just a, a, a masterpiece. I, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I mean, you can throw all the cameos from the Mandalorian and uh, uh, Book of Boba Fett, and they were all great, but nothing, nothing comes to just that raw emo- emotion. And I wish I could hold uh, grudges that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you know, I, I don't know that I've, I've felt something that much. In, in a long time watching watching a movie or watching a show yeah and, and uh the, the concept of having characters who you know they are going to live a much longer life uh, they're going to live decades away from here and being terrified that they're all going to die it, it, it's a powerful thing when you know what's going to happen but you're still scared for them man yeah. <laughs> oh, well done I, i'm recovering still recovering <laughs> all right so let's get into our kessel rundown Part three of Obi-Wan Kenobi aired on June 1st, 2022, written by Joby Harold and Hannah Friedman and Hussein Amini and Stuart Beatty. Hopefully I pronounced everybody's name there. Directed by Deborah Chow. Vader instructs Reva to find Kenobi, promising her the position of Grand Inquisitor if she succeeds. Kenobi and Leia's transport lands on the planet Mapuzo, and they proceed to the rendezvous point for, uh, by Haja. Finding no one there, they accept a ride on an Imperial transport. Reva alerts the Imperial garrison, but they receive help from a female Imperial officer, Tala, who reveals that she is a member of an underground network helping enemies of the Empire to go underground and escorts them to a secret underground passageway so they can escape. Before they leave, the Inquisitors arrive with Vader, who kills some of the townsfolk to lure Kenobi out. Kenobi sends Leia and Tala ahead while he distracts their pursuers. Confronting Vader, he is force choked and burned by him. Tala returns with a distraction and rescues Kenobi while Leia tries to escape. However, Reva is waiting for Leia at the other end of the tunnel. So we're, we're, we're three weeks in, and I think this is the first description I felt was a little short compared to the other ones that we had. I think they left some things out. 
I mean, oh, okay. ma- maybe it's details, and you know, we can get into that in our when we talk about our points of view. But some some of the big pieces to mention. I mean, we see we go to Mustafar and see Vader at his castle wow. when he's talking to Riva. And that was, I, I was very happy to see the castle. And then uh, we get again. the Inquisitor's castle as well. Yes. Only others, only else other scene in comics and uh, Fallen Order, I believe, right? I believe so. We don't even, we don't go there in Rebels, I don't think. Not that I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. And then most of the episode is following Obi-Wan and Leia on Mapuzo and making their way to that final confrontation with Lord Vader. Well, I can hold back no more, so I think we need to get into our certain points of view. Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. It's going to be hard. I think we should start at the beginning. It's going to be hard to not just jump right to the end. But what, you know, what did you think about the beginning of the episode? Yeah, where it started out with uh, him, Obi-Wan, reverting to uh, you know, the a, a small Padawan again, just begging his master for some help. And then uh, also just, and then the, the simultaneous suit up, which was really cool to see for the first time, just the whole, you know, <laughs> Vader getting dressed in the morning. <laughs> it, it's nice yeah. too, because we see different details that we haven't before. I mean, we've seen him get his mask, put it back on. We've seen him like, like in a, in a pod or whatever, but like to, for this, this is like almost full suit up. Yeah, and 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 just the details of all the ca- the castle on Mustafar. Uh, just uh, I think uh, looking back at Rogue One, I mean I think all we we saw was you know the, uh, the the meeting platform where he meets Krennic and uh, and just the the back to tank. So seeing the actual throne was pretty cool. You always uh, wonder though, like what's you got a throne like that in a big empty room. You know, you know what are you doing half the time? Where's the TV? <laughs> yeah. oh, Where's yeah. the big screen showing the oh. game? Yeah, but oh, just watching him uh, get stand up there—that's when I realized how terrifying the episode was going to be because that was a straight Michael Myers uh, stand-up motion. It felt like, oh. yeah, yeah, I, you know, definitely could felt fear throughout this episode. Yeah. Uh, I, if anything uh, Star Wars related has ever been considered a horror movie, I think this one was. Yeah, and we learned a little bit, uh, a little throwaway line about the Grand Inquisitor. Um, I think it sounds like Reva's trying to blame it on Obi Wan. Oh, I. Yeah, I, I feel like she, I, I didn't like pick that up. Yeah, that I makes feel sense. Like she started to say, you know, she started to like make an excuse for him, and, and Vader just cuts her off and says, "I don't care about the Grand Inquisitor." Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, I. I didn't think about it that way. I thought she was telling, you know, almost apologizing, but that would even make more sense that she just blame, blames Obi-Wan for it. I mean, she's, she's very unapologetic for what she's doing. So I, I wonder if she's, if, you know, she's a different person when she's yeah. talking to Vader versus yeah. bossing around the other, the other inquisitors. Yeah. I love Vader though. Offering up a, <laughs> offering up the position to anybody. Oh, there was like a, there was like a drastic, yeah change in his demeanor there like he he laid down the law and then you know held out a little bit of a carrot and then yeah. went with the stick again and then but then the fifth brother also comes out and says i <laughs> i'm gonna be getting the chair so he's clearly letting everybody know whoever brings obi-wan to me is is gonna be in charge and we know from fallen order that he is not afraid to clear out some of his inquisitors 
Yeah, I'm I'm half expecting that they're going to get to a point where either she demands or says she deserves something, and I, I almost feel like he's going to smack her down rather than give it to her. Because like, we don't see Reva in Rebels. We don't see her past this series so far. I wonder if she makes it out alive. I almost wonder about uh, some form of a rede- redemption arc. I, I, I could see, you know, maybe Obi-Wan failing with Vader, but maybe helping her. Because, I mean, we saw her. I, I'm, I'm still going to assume that was her flashback at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we have to know more has to be coming. They wouldn't show us that without anything else. Yeah. So maybe we're going to see more about why she felt betrayed by the Jedi and why she turned. And maybe Obi-Wan can pull her back to the light as Vader stabs through her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's definitely one of the main characters of this show. So you got to expect that we're going to see more, if not her backstory, like at least a focus on her. In, yeah. in the remaining episodes still. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of, of other Inquisitors, uh, I think we were, we were a little lapsed last week. And I, I don't blame us because it was a little hard to notice, but it was definitely noticeable this episode. That other female Inquisitor, we've seen her yes. before. Yes. In comics? Or was that even in Rebels? No, I mean the actress. I apologize. Oh. I mean the actress. So her name her name's Raya Kilstead. And she's currently moonlighting as the villain on the second season of Superman and Lois. Oh, she's Ellie Alston. And I, she, I haven't seen her before these two episodes. And all of a sudden she's showing up both these places. I mean, pulling oh. double duty on, on our uh, bread and butter here. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. I missed that the first time, but she was definitely noticeable this time. If you watch the show. Uh, yeah. So, then, you know, we, we moved to Obi-Wan and, and Leia, and they reached the planet, and there's nothing. Yeah. Well, and I, it's a common theme throughout everything with the Empire. Seems like uh, a certain project they're working out working on, they're clearing out a lot of resources from a lot of different planets to uh, harvest some uh, materials and some, some resources from these planets. Uh, I, I'm assuming everything is going towards either just military equipment or uh, Project Stardust, I would assume. <laughs> Yeah, it could be any number of one of the things that Emperor has going on that we may or may not know about. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was cool seeing Obi-Wan talking to Leia just about how he, you know, again, we know he's well-traveled where he, he actually knew the, it's kind of fun to, for him to be familiar with a planet and just say, oh, you know, it was so beautiful and vibrant and, you know, had no, you know, just a little bit of a tease, of, you know, a prior adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just... The conversations between the two of them this episode, oh. I I, mean, I love the chemistry they had early on, and Obi Wan's kind of back and forth between being frustrated and kind of lashing out a little bit at her, but then also peeling it back and understanding she's a little scared. And I I love that he fixed her little droid for her. That was that was sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was nice to see. Uh, and that's not something we'd see Obi Wan doing a whole lot of either. You know, we don't see a lot of that tinkering. You know. Mm-hmm. We got it a little bit in Master and Apprentice, uh, just seeing that that side of him. But it was nice to kind of see it on screen a little bit more. Yeah, you want you almost wonder, you know, did he pick some of that up from Anakin? Because I mean, that was Anakin's thing. He he could fix yeah. things. I'm good at fixing things. But just the the kind of parallel that now he's yeah. he's fixing something for Anakin's daughter. Yeah, and now do we just pause and about? Uh, oh, you. Uh, I get confused sometimes. You look just like your mother. So. <laughs> yeah, 
definitely was it wasn't hard for him to act there. You know, he yeah. he, t- he tells her it's just a story, but well, and I love how he still didn't lie. She she looked at him and said, "You knew my mother, didn't you?" And prior to that, he said, "Oh no," to something else, and you know, was mm-hmm. firm. But then with that, he's, "Oh, it's just a story. We're not not really not technically a lie." Well, yeah, and then he continued on, and and she asked him, "Are you my father?" And you know, instead of instead of like not addressing him, he he straight up says, to her, "Like I wish I could tell you that I was, but I'm not." Mm-hmm. Which clearly points to you know, I mean. I don't think there's any way she'll she'll know who her father is, but no, she I, can't. The she more can't. I'm th- the more I'm thinking about this, though, I think we're gonna get a retcon and fu- and fully explain. Uh, I I remember my mother uh, because Obi Wan, even through the Force, possibly where Obi Wan's saying these memories of his mm-hmm. his parents. So I'm curious if maybe through the Force she'll have some kind of a connection and potentially have memories of, of Padme just to mm-hmm. I, I could just see them taking this as an opportunity to tie up that one little loose end that everybody always complains about yeah it's gonna be difficult though because I mean she was like Padme died when she was not even a day old yeah and <laughs> maybe a vision of sorts or right but, but you look at Obi-Wan talking about his family I mean he left his family when he was three and he barely oh barely yeah. remembers them mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know like for for me I I look at that conversation and return of the Jedi and maybe this is just fan canon in my head but like I, I feel like she's just talking to luke about something and she's heard them talk about her mother so much potentially and maybe pictures and yeah or yeah. M- maybe she's just like projecting a little bit or, or just explaining i mean at that point she's talking about her mother he hasn't said anything yet that he's her brother luke has yeah i mean she swears she always knew but <laughs> <laughs> so you know i could see i think if they do go that route it's a dangerous road because you I mean, they're already in dangerous roads here. I mean, we're, we're we're reshaping canon left and right here, but it's providing people like you and me a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of shading. You know, a lot, not a lot of it. It's, you know, it's making me think about things that I never, never paid any attention to. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about last time the oh Ben Kenobi, where is he? You know, I never thought anything of that scene, but it's pro- just providing some context and really making, just giving, giving it a little more meaning. Mm-hmm. I'm, I so. Continuing on, I mean, they get picked up by by Freck, who was another familiar voice. I don't know if you saw the casting for that. Yeah, was it Seth Rogen? No, it was no. Zach, Zach Braff. I thought I saw somebody say Seth Rogen or something on. Online. I mean, Seth, Seth Rogen fits. <laughs> yeah, definitely fits there. But it, uh, if you watch the credits, it was they credit okay. Zach Braff, which another high profile cameo. And I like, I went, I went back and looked up all the stormtrooper voices because you never know who it's going to be. I mean, we got Daniel Craig and the force awakens as a stormtrooper voice. Uh, but <laughs> they were, they were all um, just other actors, like n- nobody recognizable, yeah. a couple stunt guys and things like that. But interesting to get a familiar voice there. I, I was a little interested in what was going to happen uh, when the probe droid showed up and the stormtroopers stopped and were checking out, obi-wan and leia and like it surprised me a little bit that obi-wan like looked up and let the probe droid confirm his face if you were gonna take him out a little bit like if you're gonna start a firefight here take out the stormtroopers take out the probe droid you probably want to do that before you get clocked right yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, really. a, it's a small thing it's a... yeah it, it was definitely a, a really cool moment not just uh, visually uh, but yeah, that, that was a little strange. You'd think that he, he'd be hiding and, but maybe he knew at that point he he's, they, they found him. They know where he is. Mm-hmm. He's just 
buying time and right <laughs> and and just another indication that he is still not with the force i mean mm-hmm. he didn't use he didn't use the force in any of those situations even when leia had a gun pointed at her head he didn't use his lightsaber he was still uncivilized using a blaster i can't uh, I, I, that's i keep thinking that every single time he takes a shot just oh you'd be so disappointed with yourself <laughs> <laughs> and, and and we we would be remiss not to talk about that one brutal stormtrooper death. Oh, you know, I can't lie; it was a little satisfying. <laughs> uh, they're, they're like putties from from Power Rangers. Like whenever they go, it's it's almost no uh, no emotion yeah. to it or anything. It's just <laughs> yeah, it was just that was brutal. Mm-hmm. That was that was something else. So what what did you think about the fact that? There actually was a messenger from Haja that was going to help them out. And it yeah, wasn't, it it's, wasn't it, a trick. It, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm I'm just so interested in learning more and more about this network they have. And you know, it seems like Haja's, you know, his his character is really more I mean, he's there to make a buck for sure, but he, you know, he does have these connections. He was I you know, he did say, you know, I help those people, they're a little poor, but I helped them. So I mean he you know, the, the harder thing was just seeing somebody like Obi-Wan getting so defensive and, you know, how we like just assuming he, he lied, he lied to us. He lied to us, you know, yeah. and it's hard to see him in this state, you know, just he he's, he's not trusting, you know, he's not the same, the same person, you know, who we've, we've seen for so long, you know, I mean. Yeah. Know, and, he, and really they didn't, I mean, they didn't really have a choice. They had to go there. There was nowhere else to go, nowhere else to get away from, especially with an Inquisitor right there. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, him beating himself up for, for believing that something was there, I mean, what else were you going to do? Yeah. And then uh, we're, we're jumping over the uh, hallucination we saw on the way over over to that point. Ugh. Yes. Yes. We get first, uh, outside of the, you know, back to tank, you know, first, first glimpse of Hayden. That was... It was powerful. Yeah, um, it was unnerving uh, for him too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just and it, it makes me think of. I'm curious, you know, if that that will be a running theme throughout everything, and just seeing him always there, yeah, uh, just around. Well, skipping ahead a little bit without actually getting to it because we will get there. But it, where the episode leaves us, I think it opens the door a bit to potential flashbacks next episode i mean there's there's definitely uh a potential for that to fit in i think yeah yeah so, absolutely so maybe we see some some hayden and ewan moments you know back to clone wars style i'm not sure yeah yeah i, I mean they're they're not af- they haven't been afraid to pull anything so far you know just in terms of just old clips from things we've seen so yeah. well, uh, in, in this episode alone we're getting straight straight pulls from things that were only canon in the clone wars did you think uh when we when we were getting flashbacks at the beginning did you when liam neeson came out did you think that was a new line right away uh just hopeful yeah right when i heard his voice i was like oh my god here he is but then it was it was just a, a quote from episode one. I still firmly believe that he has to show up at some There's point. There's no, I, I they're I, referencing I, him way too much. Every episode, he's calling out to him. Yeah, uh, and, and we know from a certain point of view that he gets there. They get to the point where they can uh, talk at will, 
and we know he's going to teach Obi-Wan, you know, the secret to immortality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I f- almost feel like, you know, uh, it's at, at the end, we'll just hear Terrence Stamp come out and uh, let, <laughs> let him know that he's, uh, he's now ready. <laughs> oh man. It's all connected. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, that would be Chancellor Valorum, though. Yes. I don't know where you're going. I didn't know where you're going with that, but I was trying to... Uh, so, the the messenger, Tala, who is hiding as a uh, member of the Empire, she's recognized that the Empire is not what it is, and she's risking her life to help others. And we kind of get, like, an underground railroad Yeah. <laughs> movement here from planet to planet like that's such a cool thing to think about i mean yeah. real life we had state to state so you know you're physically walking and moving in the ground for that type of thing this is like smuggling on ships going from one planet to another you know underground tunnels like this is this is cool to think about I, i'd love to see some of those stories yeah and it's really expand i mean just the the like seeing quinlan Voss, mm-hmm. seeing seeing more and more characters who survived I mean, I'm just interested in that. I mean, we can, you know, when this show is done, we can ditch Obi-Wan for a little bit and just, you know, just see people like that, which I wouldn't be surprised after that. I mean, drawing attention to somebody like him, maybe he is around or something. And um, just seeing characters like that uh, is, is really cool. You know, people who never got their due, but have, but have in, in other forms of media, just to mm-hmm. get to see, get to know those kinds of kinds of Jedi. Yeah, hey, more Jedi is is always good with me. It's it's so fascinating how we haven't really seen any two Jedi who are drastically alike. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the, they're just so. Especially now, I mean, you know, we know we know Kanan is just going to be some guy, you know, just doing what, <laughs> going from job to job at some point, and then you know, in the life he's living, we saw what. Um, uh, you know, we saw Fallen Order and, and mm-hmm. you know, just it, it's it's so interesting just to see all the different lives. And then there's the one who uh, tracked down Obi-Wan, at the, you know, and he's Nari. actually out. Nari. Yeah, he's our, he's still in the fight, if you will. So it's just it's insane. All of the different uh, paths they're taking. Yeah. And what all these people are, are working to do is it's, I think they're I think they're slowly bringing Obi-Wan back to it. I mean, yeah. Obi-Wan's been stay hidden. Don't get involved. The fight is lost. But then he's seeing he's now seen Nari, who has get, given his life for the cause, still going. We see he finds this underground railroad, the way of uh, smuggling four sensitive kids into new lives. And he finds out that there's former Jedi still, someone he knows mm-hmm. very closely, Quinlan Voss, is still out there doing the same thing. And you, you kind of see him light up a little bit when he hears that. Yeah. I mean, we're going to – I was confident that this show was just going to be – I mean, and don't get me wrong, it still is. I thought it was just going to be depressing and, mm-hmm. you know, no happy ending. But, I mean, really, there is going to be a happy ending. We're going to see this broken man go from the way he um, uh, the way he greeted Nari mm-hmm. to the way he's going to greet Ezra when he yes. shows up on Tatooine. That's going to, I mean, just looking at those two different uh, ways that he's going to be, I mean, we're, so I, I'm confident I'm, I'm setting myself up to get hurt, but I think we're uh, going to have somewhat of a, a positive tone to end the show on. Well, look how far we've come and we're only halfway through. Yeah. And, and there's still a long way to go. 
Like, would you? So, speaking of halfway through, would you consider this as our little bit like a mid-season finale? Because that definitely hit like a mid-season finale. Oh and yeah, I know just, we only have to wait a week, but we well after after the the short Friday to Wednesday turnaround, it's even worse. Right, right. <laughs> it's gonna feel like forever. Oh, yeah. It's. I mean, again, like I mentioned this on the uh, at the top of the podcast. Uh, the just the, I am still genuinely scared for Leia even though I know she's going to make it. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's a powerful thing. Like scared for Leia, but also scared for Obi-Wan. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's time we get into the elephant in the room. That is Darth Vader. Oh, um, Rogue One was a cool moment for me. It was mm-hmm. like, Oh, here we go. Finally, we get to see, you know, Vader in all his glory. And this one, I, I need to remove uh, any any images or uh, helmets in my basement or anything like that away from my house. I can't. He. I am terrified of that of of that man. I yeah. I physically felt it. I mean, when he's when he's walking down the village, and I I kind of like you know, it was a quick transition from day to night, but the fact that it was nighttime and he's he's walking down the street and <laughs> just brutally torturing and killing random people. Just to, is it to draw Obi Wan out to save them, or just to say, "Hey, look, 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 what I am now"? No, I, I mean, he clearly could feel Obi Wan. Like we saw the visceral yeah. reaction when Obi Wan felt him. I think, I, I think he had, he's drawing him out. I mean, yeah. he's he, this entire episode, he's playing with his food. Yeah, uh, he, he's torturing. He wants Obi Wan to feel pain, and mm-hmm. you know, knowing the kind of guy that Obi Wan is, like killing these random people is gonna hurt him. He's gonna feel that. But I, I love too, like just how random it was. It wasn't, it wasn't people that opposed him or anything. It's like he pulls a random guy out of his house, yeah. and then the kid, the kid that follows his own dad, just snaps his neck. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I can't believe that Disney Plus is putting this yeah, out there. Yeah, <laughs> that's the wild part. It, we, I mean, it's we've been joking on this podcast about how you know Disney is toning it down a little bit, but I mean, this is, this is, I don't think we've seen anything like this in Star Wars no. before. Yeah. I this mean, it's brutal. I had the same reaction to this as I did, uh, you know, uh, multiverse of madness where I just walked out. I was like, <laughs> I did not realize I was watching a horror movie today, but apparently I was, I was not, I was not ready. And, uh, I, I mentioned it before, but I mean, Vader has straight Michael Myers vibes throughout mm-hmm. everything. Just the, you know the the slow walk. You know, never never running after him, just appearing. And the fact that Michael also breathes <laughs> heavily. I've never, I've just never. Nothing about Vader's ever really scared me. Maybe it's mm-hmm. because as a kid, you know, I saw Episode One, so I saw who he is, and then you know you and then I watched the whole original trilogy in a weekend for the first time. So I'm you see the whole thing. So it's, oh, he's a good guy. He's fine. Yeah, and I I mean up until this point, he's been reined in. So he's been, you know, we see him Revenge of the Sith in the end. He doesn't really do anything once he's Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And the original trilogy, he's he's on a mission and he's doing it, but he's not he's not being this this brutal killing machine that we know he yeah. that he was in the past. Like we know he's scary for a reason. But this is the most unhinged and and out there that we've seen him yet, and it's powerful. Yeah, there's um, I, I don't know if you've read Lords of the Lords of the Sith. Um, it, it's the it's the new canon um, Palpatine Invader book, okay. and they're uh, stranded on um, uh, uh, they're just uh, they're stranded on a planet. Uh, I forget the name of it, but and you know they're 
trying to get off this planet. There's uh, people trying to kill both of them and assassinate them. And they come across a little village and they take them in. And, you know, so they're kind of they're Vader is uh, kind to one of the children in this mm-hmm. book. Just like we need we need to use them to get off this planet. And after the, the, the townspeople help them, you know, they're like, oh, this is our emperor. We need to help him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Palpatine just turns to him and says, you need to slaughter this entire village and all these children who've done nothing to you to, to, but be good to any of us just to make sure you, you, you know, you're still in tune with the dark. And I mm-hmm. uh, had a lot of vibes of that uh, on here. Never, never thought I'd see something like that in, in live action. Oh, man. And then, and then we get to a lightsaber confrontation. You know, it, we, oh. we've been building to this. We've seen Obi-Wan like touch his lightsaber and, and, and carry and hint at it. But this is the first time he, and he gets it out and we go from Obi-Wan versus Anakin in Revenge of the Sith and some of the most intense lightsaber fighting to Darth Vader just straight up, yeah. you know, playing. Yeah, he's, he's like he said, playing with, with your playing with his food, he's playing with yeah. his food because he could have he could have ended Obi-Wan at any at any moment there. And we the fear in his eyes that we see this almost yeah. entire time is just wow. I mean, like like we, like we said, I was scared for him. Like, how is he going to get out of this? Yeah, and, I mean, and he's still dealing with the emotional trauma of just finding out he's alive. I mean, he's he hasn't even processed it yet, and he's and just the what are you and <laughs> and it was no uh, coincidence of James Earl Jones just the um, the cadence of his voice to sound you know the I am you know it's not he really it was purposefully started out that way to sound like the I am your father I feel like but well was the, it was it purposely purposely did it like that or did they actually take that like i wonder i wonder if they're using oh i think it, I, I, yeah i think they um kind of said you know you say it like like you said this just to you know poetry it rhymes type of a thing well i don't know if you've seen yeah. have you seen the new the new live action the live action lion king yes it, like james yeah. earl jones as mufasa and that is not james earl jones mufasa in the animated one like his voice is not what it used to be and like so they clearly they got to be helping him a little bit with whether oh, it's, okay whether it's uh digitally enhancing it or stuff but he oh he, i could see that i yeah. mean even even in rogue one a little bit you can kind of hear he's not a little bit older i mean he's we're, we're how many years later 91 years old <laughs> yeah uh but it is it's still it's still great to hear his voice mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah just the the and then uh do we we get to the uh <laughs> the drama queen at at his finest <laughs> just uh setting things up and making sure he had everything ready to go i mean that's pre-planned he said hey guys let's lure him over to this spot and then we're gonna let, we're gonna get all this flammable material we're gonna light it on fire just for just for the show <laughs> it's like poetry it rhymes oh yeah a- anakin is nothing but uh for the dramatic yeah so i gotta say i gotta say i came i came to this podcast ready to kind of pick apart that last scene a little bit where, you know, he not, not the scene itself, but the way it ended because Mm -hmm. we get, we get Obi-Wan just dead to rights. He's being force choked and dragged through fire. Mm -hmm. And then Vader puts out the fire, like extinguishes it. And then we get Tala who, well, you know, we, we can circle back to what happened before that, but we get Tala there who creates a distraction that allows the loader droid to drag a burning Obi-Wan away and there's a new flames from her gun that she shoots and, and Darth Vader's just like kind of entranced behind the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it seems a bit easy. Is it, 
is it still playing with his food? I, 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 that's that's my point here. Is that, like I yeah. wanted to I wanted to pick at that and say I didn't like the ending. You know, I, I thought that it was a little bit contrived. I would have wanted a better way for him to get away rather than something that looked like Vader could have easily beaten. But yeah, I also saw something on the internet. I can't remember who said it, but uh, someone was talking about how like like we mentioned, he's playing with his food, but on some level, maybe as Anakin still a little bit inside him, he doesn't necessarily want to kill Obi-Wan here. Like maybe he thinks now like. This is this emasculated old man mm-hmm. who is not what he used to be, and he's clearly scared to death of Vader. Like, do, maybe at some level, does Vader not? I don't know. He's like, I'll, See, I I'll like get to, him. I'll get I'll, him sometime. I, yeah, I, I like to think. I don't think it was any kind of mercy or or, or good. I think he meant it when he said, "I hate you." Um, oh yeah, because I really think I I, re- I love the the thought of you know Luke being the the only thing that softens him so well um, looking at that i mean this this brings a line from return of the jedi into to big question here i mean when when luke gets captured and he goes on endor and they're having that hallway scene before they go before the emperor mm -hmm. and you know luke says they're still good in you and and vader says obi-wan once thought as you did oh yes so like you know personally i'm thinking after all this the fear in his eyes and getting brutally tortured like is he still gonna try to redeem this man? i think he is but i think that line if they stick to that and i i think he yeah. has to still try yeah he, he will definitely try i think vader is just going to <laughs> slam that door shut yeah. and i'm you know like we're talking about i'm still back and forth on it because like he spent 10 years trying to find kenobi 10 mm-hmm. years and he finally has him on this thing and now he gets away. Like you're right. There's no way he he let him go. It's just yeah. It seems hard to believe that he couldn't you know whatever, force levitate over the fire or extinguish the fire like he just did or yeah you know even just like force pull Obi Wan to him. I don't know. It's yeah I, I, yeah maybe it's just wanting him to think you know make him think he got away and I mean knowing he's not getting far. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean because that's the last moment we saw where he really is he really away yet you true know, true I mean, that loader droid walks slower than you know who knows and yeah where's he taking him to and this this does confirm though because the way that the the posters have all been in the artwork it looks like it's tattooing but it's definitely this planet mm-hmm. so i think they'll be here for for a bit or are they going to get to jabrim or wherever that yeah. i don't know if i'm saying that right but jabrim whatever that planet that they mentioned was the next stop on the on the the way or the path oh okay yeah, I feel, I feel like at some point Leia is going to get out and just be beyond. Yeah, her. yeah, that's another. That's another. Thing. Let's talk about that. So yeah, Leia, Leia, Obi Wan, and Tala are ready to go down this path to the spaceport where they have a pilot waiting for them. Mm-hmm. And Darth Vader shows up, so Obi Wan's going to hold them off while Tala and Leia escape. They get like halfway down this corridor, and Tala wants to go back, and Leia sends her back and says, "I can do this on my own." But then we see Reva who finds the tunnel and she's mm. walking into it. Right? No. So I, I, I looked when I watched them the second time, cause I was like, how did she get to the other end? Yeah. So she uh, gets to the other end and kills the pilot and then is waiting for Leia when Leia yeah. shows up. It looks like the spaceport is at the base or at the, the top of that hill. Right. Um, and the, the village is at the base and it must, the tunnel must kind of just run up that, up that area. So I'm thinking that she just kind of walked out the other way. 
because I was looking closely at it, and it just shows her. It cuts away to just her looking down the tunnel. Okay. So I think she got out and you know, took, you know, got a speeder or something, and got to the other end. Yeah. I mean, I thought you know, I, I truly thought that this the this episode would wrap up Leia, and then we'd be left with whatever. I did too. There. But clearly, she's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, and all of the everything about Luke that they really let into, I really don't think we'll get Luke. I, I I think we'll still get it towards the end a little bit, maybe. Yeah, but, maybe. But, but how is this going to redeem to to Owen? I mean, he's got to get to a point where, you know, I, I don't know, Owen lets him give the toy or something. I, don't, I we know that Owen yeah. never really thinks fondly of Obi Wan, even when he's talking in A New Hope. So I, I yeah. guess there's not there doesn't have to be a resolution there or anything. But mm-hmm. I th- I think somehow that's how it'll end, or there's a possibility we don't get resolution and we get left on a cliffhanger or something that Obi-Wan will return or something like that. <laughs> that would be insane. Nah. There's, <laughs> still, there's, there's still so much left. Yeah. Yeah. I've left myself up for so much, you know, just like, Oh, there's no way we can get more. I, I don't want to mm-hmm. open myself up to that. Yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I, I still seriously think we'll get Qui-Gon at some point. No way, yeah, no, you, no way it doesn't. Even happen. if it's just a voice, even if it's just a voice, or I don't know, a force ghost of somebody yeah. standing in with it, you know, you see the back of him or something. I don't know. I'm still curious if we're gonna get uh, the full live action or just you know, uh, even a hologram of Ian McDermott. Yeah, that's another thing too. There's there hasn't even been mention of the Emperor, has there? No, I don't think so. And and maybe you know he's just too uh, tied up in, in in the bureaucracy at the moment, and you know Vader's just off with the Inquisitors, but. Yeah, but you think, I mean, even the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, he wanted Anakin to leave Obi-Wan for dead on the ship. So he's got to be, I think he would be concerned if Obi-Wan's still alive. Yeah. And an, well, I could see that being a secretive thing of Vader. Like, he doesn't want to bring that to the Emperor until he says, here's his, you know, here's his lightsaber. True. Uh, This is done. Uh, Just as a, you know, looking for some, uh, (laughs) looking for some recognition or, but um, I mean, even just as an actor, I mean, he's cl- he was clearly willing to come back and be around, and he was at celebration this year. So I, I it, it just wouldn't shock me to see him either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I I still think that the the new releases or cameos or anything that we're gonna get aren't. I don't think they're finished yet. I think that. Oh yeah. You know, we teed up Quinlan Voss, but maybe that's maybe that's a throwaway line. But we could get somebody else. I've seen speculation that so we know O'Shea Jackson Jr. Is on, is on the show. He's casted as somebody. I've seen a lot of speculation that maybe he's Quinlan Voss. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that, that that's be... you know that's fan speculation and casting. Who knows if that's actually true or not? But yeah. I, I think we see somebody, even if it's maybe we get Cal Kestis or maybe somebody's got to come in. Obi Wan needs help at yeah. this point. And th- maybe it'll just be, maybe that's where it's just Qui Gon just. Yeah, maybe if there was ever a time, if there was ever a time to reach out to your Padawan. Yeah, well, and the uh, the big line um, from what basically what we know of Force Ghosts, similar to what Obi Wan says in uh, uh, Empire, you know, I cannot interfere, and I I think in a certain point of view we get that from Qui Gon as well. You know, I you know I can just be here, you know, because Qui Gon makes it very clear in in that and in Clone Wars he knows everything that's, you know, there, there, there is no time and space in the world between worlds or in the force. And, um, but they, they know, you know, he knows everything that happens, but just, you know, yeah. he's just, it, I, the, 
seems like a very uh, fine line on what they can and can't help with. Well, then you get to rise of Skywalker and that's just out the window. <laughs> True. Oh, they're just saying I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luke, Luke went and raised the X-Wing out of the water. Oh, tr- yeah. yeah he, he, caught, he, he caught the physical lightsaber that Ray threw. He interfered. A he bit. interfered. Uh, but uh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any, any, other, any other thoughts about this episode? Uh, Anything that stood yeah. out to you? No. I, um, yeah, that night, uh, after the episode was over, I went down to the basement to get a new case of diapers. And my Darth Vader costume helmet was in the corner. And that might've been the most terrifying moment of my entire life within minutes of that episode. <laughs> uh, just seeing that reflection off in the corner. But no, other than uh, being personally scarred from one of my favorite villains of all time and uh, not being able, I, I also, as soon as I was done with that, I immediately went and got watched him be redeemed just to, just for the emotional, uh, you know, I had to remember, Oh, it's not, it's not gonna be this bad forever. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention that I feel like they had one little small missed opportunity when uh, when they first meet Freck for the first time and, you know, Leia runs up to talk to him and says, this is my this is my dad or something. And it's like, aren't you going to say hello? Like, oh, yes. Why do we not get a hello there? Oh, that one. I I said that immediately to my wife. I just was like, what the hell? We complete missed opportunity. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But yeah, I love the whole. I love the tension with the stormtroopers and just that was, that was just some great acting that scene. They were mm-hmm. just really letting them go there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's time for the Jedi council to convene and give our rating of the episode. I must speak with the Jedi council immediately. The situation has become much more complicated. Joey for you. Is this a master or is this the apprentice? I, I'm I'm going master once again. Uh, so far, or three for three. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think I think so as well. For me, I think I think it builds one to three, in terms of mm-hmm. effect and and powerfulness and and the way they stand out and I guess goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, it really feels like a different show from here on out. It it, it was a turning point. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP. Vader. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no chance. <laughs> Darth Vader stole that show and ran with it. Uh, uh, what else do we have? Rookie, rookie of the rookie of the year, rookie award. Um, oh, uh, um, it definitely has to be Tala. I'd say Tala. I think she was Tala. I, you know, I like I like Freck. I think uh, it was a little bit of an interesting. Uh, back and forth there whether he was actually truly yeah uh, just just a driver going down the road or did he actually uh as as we found out later he was leading them to uh their their doom yeah but you know i love the conversation with leia and him oh yeah yeah it was it was sweet and genuine and (laughs) yeah it it was it was a cool moment (laughs) uh and what else did we have? I mean, comeback player. I don't. I don't know if there's. Yeah, that. I don't think we. Uh, Vader again. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> He's walking away with with the words today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I listen. I watching this show. I, I was excited for more. I'm still excited for more. But like the way that left off, it's what's going to happen. Oh. Oh. And 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 with this at this point, I mean, I I can't tell you. I I have no 
actual i mean i've got things that i, I mean i think we're gonna get you know uh, this was just we're gonna get some kind of a, a moment for obi-wan where they have uh he's he's more himself we're gonna you know a little rocky training montage if you will yeah uh, yeah we'll we'll get uh I mean, we're going to get a spectacle of a battle. Well, I think, you know, obviously it's not just going to be a flick of the switch, but I think as we've seen with, uh, um, with Ray, for example, and to some level, Cal Kestis, like it can turn, you know, you can connect to the force again without, without like extended exactly training. So, you know, maybe just it something's going to have to shake him out of it because clearly his fear and guilt is holding him back. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely self-driven, self, uh, yeah, it's, it, he, he's holding himself back, and it, it just, I, it's just out of fear, I mean. Uh, and I, fear. I really wonder what's going to happen with Leia next, because I, I, I don't think you can put her with Vader, because he would, I mean, that's well, his daughter, he'd be able to sense her, right? Well, he's already tortured her. Well, you know, in yeah. the future. Oh. Yeah, he'll he'll meet her, not know he's, that's his daughter. Uh, starts his long long relationship with her. Yeah, true. That is true. I didn't think about yeah. that. But some, I think I think we're gonna get a twist with Reva at this point. Yeah, yeah. The I, whole I point see... the whole point of kidnapping the senator's daughter was to lure Kenobi out, and now you have him, and you've accomplished what you wanted to. What do you need with the daughter? Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I, I, yeah, I. I don't know what it was about this episode, but I just, I, I, I feel that maybe I think that'll be Obi-Wan's, you know, I think he can reach out to her and potentially, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'll just put it out there. I feel like there's a redemption arc coming for her. Yeah. I think I, there's definitely more just, yeah. Yeah. All right. So to the tally board, uh, we have a correction to make from, from last week. There was something that went unnoticed to us until later in the week, but we have a plus one for canon immigrant because on Dayu, when we see Haja escorting a mother and her force sensitive child to the planet of Karelia, didn't say it in the episode, but if you look at the casting or the, the crediting, that is the mother's name is Nish or Nish. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but that little boy is none other than. Legends, Jedi Master, Corin Horn, Coran Horn. I, I, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right either. I've always said Coran, but I think it's Corin. And for for me, when I found that out, I, I was a little giddy that they put that little Easter egg in there because he was one of my favorite Legends characters. I loved reading the Rogue Squadron books about him, <laughs> the you know I Jedi, and his whole arc. Yeah, and that's just a fun way to recognize you know characters like that. It's just you know, mm-hmm. slightly just kind of put it out there and it, it it's just a good nod to um you know fan fans of that just to know you know because when when the legends change happened there's a lot of people who i think just felt hurt and like oh, i've spent so much time invested in this just knowing somewhere out there the stories you read are happening so that's always mm-hmm. always cool for things like that i i felt that way when uh they brought uh darth bane into clone wars yes and uh they were like grand admiral thrawn yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the the number one example of something like that. Mm. A canon immigrant. <laughs> All right, so then part three, we have a plus one for canon immigrant. Yes. Uh when when Obi-Wan is talking to, to young Leia. 
and saying, you know, I, 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 I remember small things about my, my family and remembering that he had a brother uh, back. I, I was kind of looking around cause I thought I had, it just sounded like something that could exist. So I kind of was digging around and uh, there was some, some storylines where Obi-Wan thought he had, had a brother named Owen. And uh, for, for a time, it looked like that the, he was wondering if it could be uncle Owen and just kind of looking around. Um, so it, it just was a, a story point that they, they've taken from somewhere else. That's interesting. Can you imagine if they went down that road yeah. now, knowing what we see with Owen? But I, I think that'd be a little world shrinking to have both Obi-Wan and oh, yeah. on the same planet. Yeah, that would be very, very small. It, it would add on, though, to Owen's just hatred of, of the yes, Jedi. Yes, yes. Yeah, took took my, my brother and my, my stepbrother. <laughs> Uh, I think, uh, so our tally board's going to be short other than the cannon. We have another, uh, we have a plus one for droid saves because the loader droid saves Obi-Wan at the end of the episode. And shout out to Zach because this is his category he wanted us to add. We have our first example of Mask of the Sith with Darth Vader because we literally see his mask getting put on. Yeah. And as we know, he wears it all the time. I, I don't think there was anything else for any of the other categories. Yeah. Uh, other than, yeah, I, there were not any limbs removed, just a body cut in half. So that wouldn't <laughs> count. <laughs> body cut in half, neck snapped, uh, someone yeah, dragged that, through the street by their hair. There, there, was, there was some pain. There was some pain in the episode for sure, but <laughs> no missing limbs. All right. So you will see us next week talking about part four. We will have our partner in crime back in Cavante. And uh, let's take another second to shout out to Zach Moore. Congratulations on your wedding. That's happening uh, a few days later from when we're recording this podcast. Congratulations. May the force be with you. And always hold on to Star Wars. hold on to star wars is part of the always hold on to network of podcasts and brought to you by listeners like you for a full list of patrons listen to our flagship show always hold on to smallville always hold on to star wars theme music is by lance laster and our podcast art is by tom gerke you can follow us on twitter at always star wars with one middle s and send us an email at may the pod be with you at gmail.com thanks for listening